Hey, hey, world. It's your boy, SJ Beat, here with... Miss Proper, as always. And you're now listening to the Odd Ones Out podcast, coming to you every Wednesday with nothing but good vibes and good conversations and possibly some tips to help you maneuver through this thing called life while being the odd one out, like us. Amen. <laughs> that was nice. I like that. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you all for tuning in. It's another week. Oh, hurrah, hurrah, hooray, hooray. Exactly. From listeners each week. We're just so shocked and just appalled by like how great you all have been and how supportive you all have been to the podcast thus far. Exactly. And I mean, if you haven't noticed, we're on episode three. So kudos to us for being consistent and kudos to you for tuning in. Exactly. Every Wednesday, okay? Every Wednesday. Faithful listeners, okay? And exactly. And throughout each episode, we've had, we've talked about our family. We've talked about our personal relationships. And with this particular uh, episode, it's going to be a little more real. I know we giggle a lot (laughs) throughout our episodes, but this one's going to be a little more personal and more, um, I guess, vulnerable for yeah. us because we're going to be starting with the the found the real foundation of it with yeah. um talking about each episode we're gonna have like talking about our parents but with this one we're just we're going to be specifically talking about our fathers mm-hmm. and the roles that they played in our in our lives and how um it contributed to our oddness or how it may not have contributed to our oddness because i mean everything has a source it starts somewhere everything has a beginning that's what i wanted to say everything has a beginning so we're going to travel back in time to a life called the beginning <laughs> <laughs> called the beginning i mean everybody has their own stories with their dads whether they're present or whether they're not so i mean with that being said it's we need to know i mean we want to know from you this is a question for the audience as well as you sjb and myself how important is it to have a father figure or how important is a father figure in general, I guess is I want to is how I want to say it. Yeah. Oh wow! Come on, come on! Got to unpack this question. Really? On. Ooh, Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> she wasn't um, ready. Right. I think that it's extremely important to have a father figure in the household because it it offers two perspectives. Not only do you get the motherly perspective and, and the nurturing and this, that, but then you also get that tough love, if that's who your father is, that tough love type of figure and that and that sense of security. Not saying you don't feel secure with your mother, but that, you know, you know how in, well, growing up, we always pictured, if we or if we didn't have a father, if we did have a father, why well, we pictured that man being there to protect us from anything that came our way. And I feel like it's it's important for a child to get that nurture from both parents, like the double hashtag, double the love. Mm-hmm. And whether whether it's a, whether, you know, it's two of the same gender or whether it's just you know, male and female, whatever. I think it's very important that we have that figure there in order to help guide us along with the motherly figure. Because it's, it's, just, it's just super important. And I, and I feel like sometimes if we don't have that, fatherly figure sometimes it can can cause some type of disruption later on in life but we'll get to that but I Mm -hmm. think it's very important to have the father figure because you get you get double the love and you get different perspectives you get the woman's perspective you get the male's perspective and you and you use that to maneuver throughout your life and that can help you matriculate the best that you can throughout your own childhood you know so that's that's my 
tip on that. <laughs> Your take on it, yes. I mean, like the one thing you said though is that it it long story short, like everything has a ripple effect. Yes. So you said that it can contribute to um like how you maneuver throughout your relationships based on how, how your relationship is with your dad specifically. So for me, I, I agree with you. I think it takes, I mean, we've all know it takes two people to make a baby. So yes. why should you not have those, both of those perspectives? Like SJB was saying, of course, some people are not always afforded that opportunity, but if you have that option or not even option, because I feel like it shouldn't be an option. You make a baby, you should be there to support it. But Hello. If, right. <laughs> but I mean, if you have both parents there, like that's, that's awesome. Take advantage of that because there's so many people that don't have that, don't have the opportunity to get those perspectives that SJB was, you know, talking about. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, wow. I know. Uh, I know it's it, and bear with us with hey, this episode. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, mean, I know. Yeah. And this so three and we're just already like getting into it but bear with us because i mean this i mean this particular episode i know relationships were my, was i said was my favorite but this was just the one where i'm going to be a little more vulnerable and kind of yes help you all understand i mean you were getting to know each other still so just kind of help you understand why i am the way i am as well as sjb understanding why he is the way that he is because yeah. our fathers they do play some role in it just as in your lives i'm sure you may not even realize it until you look back and you're listening to Drake in, in the dark in your room and you're like, dang, like, even though I may not have known my father, I may have, you know, this is why I am the way I am kind of yeah. thing. So, oh, and mothers, your time will be coming soon. Oh, We're not talking, oh, it's, it's, we I'm just kidding. y'all out. We ain't out. <laughs> right, just not today, just not today. So you can, you can get, you know, sit yeah. back and chill for now. For sure. Also, just a disclaimer, I guess, a little bit. We are by no means are we wanting to shame anyone exactly. feel as though they're mentioning this podcast today. we're not shaming any fathers for not being there we're just speaking of our experiences and how we maneuver through them so you exactly. know it's no 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 shade in this exactly. podcast so it's just from all exactly. and, and nothing but experiences speaking through these experiences you know and, exactly. and growing through them you know exactly thank you for that disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> i just i had to I'll let them know no, i didn't want to put my no, texts and facebook messages so I had to, you know, I had to let him know a little bit, just, just a tad, just yeah. a tad. So yeah. I think we, we probably, I think they want to get to know us a little more, Miss Proper. I think we probably need to switch on over into like our, our stories, our personal stories and, and, and let them know if we were, you know, a part of that ratio that did or didn't have a two, a two parent household. Mm -hmm. So I think, I, I think I, could start, I guess. If that, I mean, if that I, if that's okay I, with you. <laughs> you go ahead. I'm trying to stall over here, okay? Hoping you forget what the episode's okay about and I'll you. hang up. Yeah, that's okay with you. I like Take to start. Take it away. Take it away. You know, um, when I first came to Miss Proper, uh, we've had conversations. It's, 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 you know what? I love the dynamic of me and Miss Proper's relationship because I said, "Oh, I have a." I just woke up one morning, and I'm like, "Ooh." I have a topic that we need to hit on. I think that it can hit us both in some way, some fashion, and I think it needs to be talked about. And I think both of us are kind of leery of, of wanting to talk about it because we wanted to do it tastefully. And then there's other personal things that we probably wanted to handle before we even got to actually putting it on a platform for other people to hear. So with me personally and the relationship I have with my father, it's very strained. 
and that's the that's how I would describe it. That's the adjective that I would use because we do not talk on the regular. I think I may see him maybe once a year, and that's a stretch. And that's only if it's like because his sister, which is my aunt, invites me to come visit the family. But it's never him initiating us coming together or us spending time together or him getting to know me for me. And I think, I mean, that I guess that's a kind of problem within itself. My aunt always has to be the initiator between us two. But you know what? I'm not, I can't even put the blame on him because sometimes that falls within his own childhood and the love that he may or may not have received as he was a child. You know, and if a person hasn't received the right kind of nurturing and love, then they're not going to know how to go out in the world and love someone else the right way or love that person the way that they need to be loved. They're only going to know, yeah, they're only going to know the love that they've experienced, if any love at all. And I think that's the situation that me and my father have. It's just like, it's so strained. It's so mediocre. It's not even a thing. Sometimes I feel like, I sometimes, I know there's people in the world that they don't even have a father. You're like, they didn't have to get a chance to meet their father or their father has moved on with the angels, you know? But sometimes I feel that way. Not, he's here physically, but mentally and emotionally, I feel as though he's not, you know? So sometimes I have these like terrible thoughts and I'm just like, well, I mean, I feel like, I feel just like that racial people that don't even actually have their fathers because they've moved on to another life. Cause it's just like, he's just not here. Like I, it's like, I reach out, I try to include him. I know that I'm probably not the picture that he saw for himself when he was trying to have his firstborn son. You know, I know when people, when fathers have firstborn sons, they want them to just be, you know, masculine, you know, as, as they can as a baby or, or a child. And, you know, want to play football, want to play basketball, want to, you know, throw them in sports, want to, you know, want, want somebody to wear jerseys with, someone to talk to about girls with. And I was the complete opposite. Okay, my... <laughs> My sword dropped me at the door with the rainbow around around. Right, I was say you were one of the girls. Come on, somebody! One of the girls. One of the girls. And you know what? And and that's the way. That's the way God made. That's fine. Whatever. You know, that's how it worked out. So that's cool. But it's just like, I think that was a lot for him. Not only me being so odd. And, and how I live my life as far as me, me being gay and me dressing the way that I dressed and me not really believing in really strict rules on, you know, like I believe in breaking the norms. I don't believe in abiding by the norm. Like I, I just don't, that's just not my spirit. And that's odd. I'm odd. Hello. I, I unapolog <laughs> unapologetically odd. And I have no issue with that, but I feel like it's something he's from the country y'all. He's from the, deep, deep sticks back country, you know, there's only one road to travel down, you know, a whole bunch of like brick homes, people on land, horses, pigs, real, you know, farms. real farms, you know, he's Not from the So he already is coming into this situation with a traditional way of thinking. Not ever in a million years would he ever think that, oh, my son is going to be this way or that son's going to be that way. But, you know, I think once he knew you know, once he saw that I was playing with my girl cousins with dolls and stuff, I think he knew at, at, at that point. I think he knew. I just think that he's he isn't able to adjust or he doesn't know how to adjust because he's never had that experience before. Because in the country, it's all hush-hush. You know, anybody, if you are out or you are doing your life, doing what you do, you mind your business, you don't say much. It's like don't ask, don't tell policy type situation in the country. So you everybody mind their business, everybody own their own little cohort, and you do what you do, you do what they do, whatever. 
But with him, I just feel like he was never presented that type of situation. So he now, me being 23 years old, he doesn't know how to interact with me. And I think that affects me because it kind of trickles into the situations that I make as far as my relationships with not only friends, but with men. And, you know, me, me chasing these men or me, me forgiving these men so easily or me doing this, me doing that. It's just I feel like him not being a vital part of my life or being that strength that I need need. I had to find that strength in other people. Sometimes it would be in my mom. But then sometimes it, when it wasn't with her, I would have to find that depiction of what a man should be. Or what a man looks like. And I had to recreate what a man looks like because I didn't have that full-time father. I had like a part-time, below part-time, 10 hours a week. You know, not <laughs> even that father. You know what I'm saying? So I had to really reshape, remold, and, you know, learn everything for myself. Research what a father is, what a father does, what a man does, this, that. And as I said, to be truthful, I know Miss Robin and I had the conversation like the other day. I look towards like shows or like positive images of fathers or male role models from TV because I don't have any positive role models around me or enough of them around me for me to feel as though I can look up to them. And it's, it's really sad and I, and I don't hound on it, but I'm just like, okay, this is my opportunity to, this is what my whole life's been about being unapologetic and just going for it and, and reshaping and remolding and building a structure for myself that I haven't mm -hmm. seen before. And that's why I say, I feel like I'm reinventing what it is to be a man to me. Exactly. And that's fair. And even if you do have some like positive male figures around you, you're not around them con <clears throat> consistently. Yes. And, that's and then you're already it, like you're in your 20s. It's not like and you're I'm 10. In your 20s. And I'm so scary because it's just like, I don't have any relationships with masculine men, period. Mm -hmm. It's almost right. like a phobia because mm -hmm. I never, I don't know what to expect from them. The masculine men I have seen, it's always been a negative con a connotation to them or very toxic masculinity. Like it's always mm -hmm. been stuff like that. I've always seen negative images. So I almost right. have a phobia of masculine men because I see my father as one of these, like, 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 you know, one of these masculine men that just wasn't there for me as much as I needed him to be. I'm sure he wanted to be there, but the love that he probably did or did not receive as a child, he was not afforded the opportunity to be in my life as much as he would have liked to. And I think me always chasing him or me always working through other family members to get to him, I think he I think he knows that, but that's not my job because I'm not the parent. Exactly. You know, and that's... that's yeah, like, it's not my job. I'm not the parent. And I just think I'm not going to sit here and blame him for some of the decisions I made with the relationships and stuff like that. But I think if he was present enough in my life, I probably could have learned from those situations before I even got into the some situations with certain men in my life. Mm -hmm. and, and and like I said, it's not to bash him or to shame him. But, you I mean, know, this is your I, it, yeah, this is what I know to be true. And I feel like moving forward in my life on down the line, I, now I know what and what not to do. Like, I feel like I'm going to be overly fatherly because I didn't receive that. You know, so I'm going to be overprotective. I'm going to be outside, you know, looking where you at, who you at. Got the alarm system. Let me know when you in the house, when you arrive to your destination. You know, because yeah. I've never received that from him. And, and sometimes I get sad about it. But I'm just like, you have to, you have to move on. You know, you have to, you know, you have to move on past the hurt. You have to, you know, whatever. Because 
if you hound on that all of your life, you'll never really enjoy life. And you'll always be this bitter individual worrying about this person when they couldn't even, they don't even, you know, probably don't even love themselves enough to give you love. Like some people are so empty and don't have love within them to even give love. It ain't even them. It ain't they, it, them as the person is probably a good human being. Mm-hmm. But the ways from and experiences and stuff that have shaped them emotionally, mentally, they're not available. Right. To That's... anything. It's like an empty cup. It's full, but it's empty, you know? Right. And yeah, so I, I know I've rambled for a long time about that. That's just how that's just how my what my experience was as, as a child. And I just remember just wanting that and trying to look and see different parts of other men that I wanted to be like, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't working because I knew that those men were not my father. You know, it's no. something about a father's love that really hits you. Like that song, Luther Vandross, Dancing My Father Again. I love that Every song. time I listen to that song, it eats me up inside. Right, because you, know, I, I, you can't relate to it. I can't relate to that because I've never yeah. had, don't get me wrong, my father has tried to step in or, you know, my mom would have send me to the country, would kind of force me to go down the country sometimes and, and, you know, make time. Or when she was overseas and stuff, I would, you know, he would try, but it's just like, our connection is not there. It's not there. It's like, we don't know. It's like, of course we're related. He's my father. I'm his child, but we just don't mesh. Like we just don't, it's not, it's not, we don't get along. It's just like, we don't know how to you interact. You don't have the common ground yet. Right. I don't know how to interact with masculine men outside of the ones that I'm in dating or personally involved with, which is a problem. And he mm-hmm. probably doesn't know how to interact with, my type of person you know so it's just like it's weird like I, I told you not too long ago it was so weird to me how when I was in a relationship my father was able to relate more to the person I was dating who was fairly masculine than he was to me and I'm like they're having a whole conversation I'm like wow this person that he does not even really know that well he's able to just kind of vibe and do that with but with me we don't have nothing to say we can sit in the same room and it can be very silent we can say oh how's school I'll be like good and yeah. I'm like, how does it work? He'd be like, good. So it's just like, it's no type of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's no it's type of communication. It's just, it's very weird because we both don't know how to operate or maneuver through it. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of people, a lot of our listeners that, I mean, they grew up in two-parent households and they're probably struggling with that same exact mm. thing. You know, live, I mean, you, you didn't live in the same house with them for long, but I mean, they live in the same house with their with their parents and their parents can't figure out, or their dad specifically can't figure out anything to say to them or how to um how to address them or interact with them in some mm-hmm. way it's like that weird awkwardness of trying to learn each other and then your dad being so much older and maybe set in his ways and you like younger and more willing and open to like learning about him and mm-hmm. some sort of relationship it's just kind of a common ground that you guys have to I don't know work through yeah sure but that, that's so relatable to a lot of people that are listening I'm pretty yeah. sure so I mean, I mean, what about what about you, Miss Proper? What's what's your story? What is your truth as you know it to be true? Oh geez, I was dreading this moment, and I was really hoping you forget about me. <laughs> okay, all right. So I'll just kind of dive into it. Hopefully, you all be able to follow through because I don't know. It seems a little confusing for me because I'm still currently working through it in this moment in time in my life. So um. To start with, um, I'm used to people asking, oh, well, what do your parents do? Or what are your parents like? And it's not so much of them asking what they do. It's more so them saying, 
like the putting the plural on it, parents. Because to me, parents isn't really my reality. Parent, yes, that's, I can tell you about my mom all night and day, what she does and this, that, and the other. As far as um, my dad, or should I say dads, because I have two of them, uh, that's a different story. And it's, uh, it's kind of touchy for me because, like I said, I'm still trying to work through it and understand it. So I have a, I have a stepdad and then I have a bio dad. So biological dad and um, my stepdad, he's been in my life since I was about five years old. And up until this point, I never, I've never ever referred to him as my stepdad. He was just my dad because that's how I knew him. And that's what I, that's how I understood it. Even if people would say, oh, well, you don't share the same DNA or they would say this, that, and the other. So just rewinding back, I think when we are going forward or going in life, let's not assume that somebody comes from a two-parent household. That would be nice. That'd be awesome. But that's not the reality because when I was younger, I always would try to, I would make, I would make up little stories about my dad and it'd be like little, little things. I mean, a lie is a lie. It doesn't matter how big, how small, but it, I would say, oh yeah, well, my dad would do this or he would do that. knowing he really didn't do those things. It's things I would have liked him to do, but that wasn't the case for me. And, and it's not a case, it's not the case for a lot of people. I mean, you can ask people like, oh, do you, um, are you close with your dad or your mom? Like, I don't know, just maybe rewording, rephrasing, because like SJ Beat, I was looking at TV as a model for like a man or a dad or what I wanted my future baby daddy to be like. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, baby daddy. (laughs) Father of my children, of my loins. Okay. But, um, yeah, so uh, started with my stepdad. He's been in my life since I was five, like I said before, but it was, I didn't realize I was a stepdaughter until my, um, graduation and my college graduation and until my, um, wedding. But my stepdad has been like, like in my life throughout that time. So, uh, my, and just a little backstory on my stepdad, he met my mom when I was about five, like I said before, they'd been together for a bit and they end up having a child together, which is my brother. Uh, he's like the third youngest or whatever. The case me, that's not important. But the point is that, um, right, that's not important, but they had a child together and he also had another child, which was a girl. So he has a girl and, a, and he, has, he has three children all together. I mean, not including me. See, you see, if you're, if you're, as you're listening, you could just hear how confusing and complex it is to me because I'm still trying to figure out where I fit in when it comes to my dad's. So with my stepdad, he um, came to my, he, he didn't come, he had, he had his daughter, his bio daughter and me, we were graduating college around the same time. And of course, like just schedules and stuff had forced him to choose. And in my life, I didn't realize it until SJB and I were having the conversation because a thing that's been with me with throughout my friends, throughout my marriage, or it's just like when James and I were just boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, it's me being choose. And with me, I don't like being second best. I don't think anybody really likes that. I mean, some people might be cool with it, but if, if someone has to choose between me and something else, I feel like, I I mean, I want them to choose me because nine times out of 10, if, it's between that person and something else I'm going to choose that person because loyalty is just everything to me Mm -hmm. so um with my stepdad he had to he had to make a decision you know uh whether to come to mine or to come go to his bio daughters and naturally he did go to his bio daughters which is 
I mean, I say it's fine, but it did, it did hurt at the time because he had been, he, he never missed any of my graduations. Like he's always been there. So the fact that, that, that was the way that I kind of had to remember, like, yes, he's your dad, but he's not your blood dad, even though you consider him to be. So that was kind of a, a wake up call for me because I, if I'm relating something, if I have to have, if I want somebody to make a decision or pick, I'll say like, oh, well, if you're in a burning building and you have to save one or the other, who will you go for? Some people don't like to choose, you know? And they're just like, I can't, I'll probably just sit there and let it happen. Or, you know what? I'll throw you out the window and run over, you know, make it possible for them to get both. Mm-hmm. In case, I was just stuck in the burning building. Yeah. It's out. So with that going forward, I mean, I just, I got past it. I didn't talk to him about it, which I probably should have because obviously it still has some kind of something there. Yeah. But move forward to fast forward to my wedding a few years later. And he came, he walked me down the aisle and everything. And he came there. And then my aunt, my grandma, they all, they planned the whole thing. So shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Wedding. Aunt, oh, beautiful wedding. Thank you. You have to believe it to see it. You have to see it to believe it. <laughs> but my aunt, we were all sitting at the table. I was sitting my dad and I was sitting with his mom. And that's again what the confusion comes in because like his mom, I don't call her grandma and she doesn't consider herself to be my grandma, but I just consider him to be my, my dad. And that's just the extent of it. So um, my aunt came over and she's like, oh, well, you know, you guys are going to do the father daughter dance and stuff like that. In my mind, in my heart, I wanted to do it, you know, because that's what, you know, that's what you do at weddings. You have that dance, whether you have a mother, a mother, son dance or mother, daughter dance or father, daughter, whatever the case is, I wanted to have that father, daughter dance, you know? So, but his response was like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't dance. I don't, I don't like, he didn't want to do it kind of thing. So I don't know if it's just because of nerves or what the case may be, but me resulting to that, having to choose mentality, I'm thinking, oh, well, if you were at your actual daughter's wedding, the fact, and Pay attention to that part, actual daughter. Mm-hmm. Even though to that point, I always consider myself to be his actual daughter, even though we didn't share the same blood. So um, I was like, I was thinking, man, if you were at your real daughter's wedding, you would probably do this dance with her. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the choice thing and always feeling like second best. So mm-hmm. like a few months later, I um, I try, I seeked out, I was searched for my biological dad because I'm thinking man (laughs) like even though my stepdad has been um in my life throughout I didn't like that feeling of being considered a stepdaughter Mm -hmm. especially when I never considered him to be a stepdad he's always been my dad and I still consider him my dad my phone is dad and my actual dad is not even listed as dad in my phone like I have his first name listed there Mm -hmm. so that's so um since I, my, since I found out my real dad's name, maybe I was like 12 or 11 or 10. I don't know. I was in one of those youthful ages. And I, I was trying to find him. You know, I would go to his family members' houses trying to find him. I would Google his name. I was on there trying to do background searches, trying to find him on MySpace when it was hot. Mm. And Facebook, <laughs> yeah, I was going to go back to MySpace. And then like Facebook and all this. I was trying so hard to find him even in yellow books I mean some of you people may not remember but some of you some of you might I was trying to find him in the yellow pages too I was just on a search so when I finally did find him like he was just kind of um um not sure I guess because of the the dynamics he and my mom had back in their youth you know he wasn't sure if he was my dad or not and 
I mean, my mom was 100% confident, you know, she knew she's like, that's like, that's your dad, regardless of what he says or anything. So you know what, we know what I did being the bigger person, because it whatever happened happened back then I I pay for the DNA test. And I was like, you know, what? let's take it. Let's find out, find out he's my dad. And it's, it almost feels like even to this moment that I still haven't found him mm. because, because we don't, he's not, he, he isn't acting, I guess, the way that I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Like I thought once he had that clarity and knowing for sure that I am his kid, he would call every day. He would come up to see me or whatever. The, he would step up and that's not, that's not how it is. Not right now. And that's not how it is before. Mm-hmm. And it's because I think, I mean, and to be fair to him, I think he's like trying to figure out, it's like, how do I maneuver? How do I react with this person? I mean, she's already set in her personality. I'm set in my personality. I have to learn things that she likes, things that she doesn't like. I mean, mm-hmm. I've missed so much in her life. I've missed practically everything. So it's, it's like, like you're reborn to- again. Yeah, it's weird. And it's like, how do I, how do I, how do I have a relationship with her when i mean she's she's so much older mm-hmm. so i mean a lot of people like that are listening now i'm sure like you have that going on like you reconnect it with your dad and they don't know exactly what to do and you're still trying to figure it out mm-hmm. but just the frustrating part of it all is because uh like sjb similar we're so similar in so many ways <laughs> but <laughs> with his situation he has another family of another family member that's acting on behalf of his dad. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with me. Like my aunt, like she calls, she texts, mm-hmm. she like shout out me. to the aunts, the father, right. the shout out to my aunt, Pam. Hey. <laughs> and it's like, why, if it's, it's so easy for her. She's like, she even wanted to like get me Christmas gifts. She got me a Christmas gift too. And I was like, wow like she embraced me wholeheartedly the way that I wanted my dad to and he just yeah and he and he didn't I didn't understand why it was so hard or why is it not even was because this is present this is currently still happening Mm -hmm. in my life like I don't know why it was so hard why it's so hard for him to do the same thing that she's doing right and what's like it's and they even sent me cards like just let me know like you have a special place in this family like you are a part of it regardless of the circumstance or whatever happened before, like you are a member of this family. Hmm. It's like, um, I was talking to SJB on the phone and I was planning on talking to my dad's kind of airing it out before we even like talked about the dad, the father dynamics, but that just didn't happen because it just, it just didn't happen. Of course I didn't reach out to my stepdad because I just thought maybe it wasn't that big of a deal to talk about. But maybe it is because it, I mean, it's still in my heart. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then um, my actual dad, I tried to reach out and talk to him about it, but it just, it didn't, it, we didn't get anywhere. I was just like, hey, how are you doing? This is literally how the conversation went. I was like, oh, what are you doing? And he said what he was doing. And I was like, oh, okay, well, and he, he sound, it, you know, when you're talking on the phone with somebody mm-hmm. and it sounds like they don't really have the time to talk to you right in that moment. Right. You, so you being considerate and that's me I always try to be considerate people and I'm like all right well you know just call me later if you you sound busy so you know just call me later mm-hmm. and he's like all right well I'll call you on Saturday mm. but today ladies and gentlemen it is Wednesday mm. tell me if I received that call no mm. so it's just like 
things like ongoing it's it's an ongoing thing so for me it's a little it like you like you you know your dad you I mean I think he lived with your mom for a small you they were married for a small part of time right Mm -hmm. but like you're still struggling with it because like he can't understand like he's he's having a hard time just connecting with you Mm -hmm. like sucks and that's and that's not how it should be and then like with my dads I'm just like trying to find my identity with like within them and trying to have just figure out where I fit in because right now I don't feel I don't feel I don't want to say I don't really want to say that because I feel like that's a strong way of putting it Mm -hmm. it's like like I don't I I want to say I don't feel like I have a dad even though I don't know it's weird it's there but it's not there like physically yeah. there, but mentally and emotionally, you have no attachment too much. No, but he's, yeah, so he's not even there physically. We're yeah. in two different, yeah. like we're in two different states, and he's been telling me he's like, "Oh, come up there and see you." Nope, he didn't come up here to Ohio to see me. But guess where he went? He went to California, skipped mm-hmm. all over the state, and went straight there. Right, and that's a problem. Like, mm. Yeah, it's a problem. So I'm just I'm still trying to maneuver through it trying to figure mm-hmm. it out I think in this point I'm just kind of letting but just like moving forward with life yeah and just letting it I almost forgot that we recorded because this is the kind of conversations that SJB and I have on a regular mm-hmm. basis but you guys are listening with us and you're just like, <laughs> hey, I forget you're there sometimes guys you gotta respond yeah. <laughs> but um these are conversations that we just have on a regular. And I hope that hearing our stories that somehow helps you with yours. I mean, I've, of course I didn't provide a solution for mine because I'm still, I'm honestly still working through it. I'm still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, to, to be continued. <laughs> to be continued for you. I, I know that's right. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as there's work being done to help mend, you know, mend the, the fences there. Yeah. that. Wow, that I know, and it just girl. and there's so many other stories out there. You know, the people yeah. who have dads that passed away, so that they were kind of like robbed mm-hmm. of that chance to get to know them, mm-hmm. or like, um, or, or like the people that have their dads are being kept from them on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's just so many different dynamics, or even like the people that right, exactly, or like the people that have their dads right there in their homes, right. And they still have that relationship i don't even know i honestly can't figure out which situation is worse they all sound bad i couldn't yeah. imagine being in the house with this person and and them not knowing me it's exactly. just it's weird you know yeah. so yeah. they all kind of weigh the same amount of baggage when it exactly. comes to different scenario but we all have the same kind of baggage and in, in, in some type of fashion or form but shout out to those who have two household parents and it's working for them you know but you know everyone has their own dysfunction you know and it's just it's all about just maneuvering and working through whichever card you've been dealt in life Mm -hmm. and just with me moving forward with um my situation i think uh, i i thought this idea with miss property i'm like what would i say to my younger father and mm-hmm. with him knowing that I am on the way, <laughs> um, what would, you know, what, what advice would I have for him? And I, it, it, it sounds easy for me to ask that, but it's so much harder for me to come up with an answer for what mm-hmm. I would say to the younger him. Yeah. And I think it's just 
simply you're going to have a, a wonderful bouncing baby boy that's going to try to conquer the world and be himself and always unapologetically live his truth. And he's, he's rebellious and he's, he's smart and he's, <laughs> he's feisty at times and he could be very shady, but he has a good heart <laughs> and he will love the hell out of you as long as you love, love him back. Is that's what I would say to the younger him. And I think you would be a fool not to be a part of his life. Mm, You're yeah. missing out. It could help you discover yourself while, while, you know, communicating with him and establishing that relationship with him. So that those, are the, I, I could do a whole book, but those are that, that's the short excerpt I have to the letter I would give to the younger him to mm. let him know what he's bringing into this world. The, the, amazingness that he's brought into the world and, and just don't miss out on that you know man my would be a just i'd be like get the dna test early <laughs> so it's weird because i told you i said that my mom and him have a very similar a very similar story yeah. but it just i mean they talk about like she said that she went she told him to go get the dna test and he's mm-hmm. He, did, he didn't show up, but then he says something different. And I'm like, all right, I don't care what the story is. The point is you should have just went and got it done. And now the point is the DNA test should have right. been done. Don't wait yeah. 24, 24 years later to get it done. And then I pay for it. Like Child, the gag. Right. Child. So, mm. so it's like it could have been taken care of a long time ago. And you could have saw all these things yeah. happen. But it's like now we're in this weird spot where we're trying to we're trying to learn each other. Yeah. And it's like, what's left? It's like, what is there anything left to learn? Right. Because, you you know, your most pivotal moments in, in a girl's life have, have, have happened. I mean, happened. you still got time to go, you know, with your first kid and stuff like that. But like the, the marriage and high school and, and college graduation, like that was a lot of pivotal moments in your life that can't be, you know, made up for. You know, it just, it just can't. Those are moments that you can't get back. Very true. So that would be my advice to my dad's younger self. Get the DNA test. Okay, like that, that's all because I feel like had that DNA test taken part, like taken place right when it was supposed to, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had, like we wouldn't have had this. But of course, everything happens for a reason. It wasn't, Amen. Okay? and the way that it had, like, it contributed to who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. much I don't understand it, or I'm trying to understand it. Yeah, it, it helps in some way. Everything's a ripple effect, and it happened the way that it was supposed to, even though I wanted it to happen another way. Hey, man. Yep, oh, sure. Wow. But it wasn't. I cannot. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. I mean, that, yeah. That, oh, this, the, I, you know what? And I, I just want to commend you, Miss Popper, because, like, I just remember us brainstorming for this conversation and, and different things like that. And some, you know, some things were like, mm, I don't know, you know, a little touchy here, touchy there. But I commend you and I appreciate you for being able to be vulnerable enough to give us your most true self and just let not only me, but the audience listening in on your life and letting them get to know you for you, how I've known you, you know, and I think that's like a treasure of them getting to see what I've seen all along in you. So mm-hmm. that's Oprah snaps for you. You know, I win. No. Give, me, give me that Oprah coin, but yeah. For real. We'll take two of those Oprah coins, please. please to go. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I appreciate you like sharing your truth as well. Cause I mean, I mean, you know, when you brought this topic up, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and it was through text, y'all. Like, he's like, 
I got a good one. Like, let's talk about this. And I was like, no, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Yeah. But then, of course, you know, just like it took a lot. It Something put it on his heart, you know, so yeah. it, it had to be addressed. So exactly. I'm hoping this episode touches somebody out there. Hopefully yes. you in for this long piece because we had a lot yes, to say. We did. And I just want to say, Dad, if you are listening, I, from the bottom of my heart, I forgive you for not being able to be there as much as I needed you to be, especially in some of those moments in my life. You've, you've been in and out, but I forgive you for the times you were out in the moments that I needed you to be in. And mm. I'm now starting to piece my life together and starting to make the right decisions in relationships and friendships. And I'm still going to work hard to establish our relationship, even if you retract or you're not able to give me what I need, because I just feel like you should just be some part of my life. You don't have to be an essential part, but just a part in my life because you're only given two parents, you know, and mm. or two biological parents. So, you know, and just from from there, I'm moving forward uncontrollably. <laughs> I'm proud and, of you. And God has the rest. You know, and God has the rest. So that's, I just yeah, had to get it off my chest. But if no, you're listening, Dad, please take that into your heart and receive it well. Receive it. Hear it. Love it. Embrace it. Believe it. If you choose. <laughs> Embrace it if you choose. <laughs> like I said, a wide open arms. Always uh, say it. I'm here. I'm, right. I'm sorry, odd ones. I don't have one. I don't have a It's no. I mean, it's, it's, it's a not probably, right now. It's a right, to, to, right be D, to be determined. Right. You know, well, we all have we all like that though. And I love that that we have two different, you know, we're at two different spaces in our journey with our relationship with our absent fathers in one way or another. So I like that. I think I like the dualism of that. So I think it's because, you know, it's not always a fairy tale ending. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that, and this is the true depiction here on this podcast, is a true depiction showing that it's not always the fairytale ending. There's always work to be done. When this recording turns off, there's still a lot of work. There's a lot mm-hmm. of words you can say with your mouth, but there's a lot of action that has to prove and back up those words, you know? So it's a, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, I know. Exactly. So you know what time it is, Miss Proper? Oh my gosh. Is it called of the day? Yes. Okay, y'all. I'm about to take y'all back to the Baptist church with this quote, okay? Because this is something I tell myself every day. And you know what? Um, shout out to my ex-roommate at Morehouse. Uh, we definitely always say this quote all of the time. And I feel like it kind of ties in to what we spoke on today and what we kind of hashed out as far as like the dynamics between our fathers and the situations we've been given and the cards we've been dealt and how we play the game and how we continue to move through and matriculate and try to be our best selves in, mm-hmm. in lieu of what's all that's going on around us as far as like the relationship with our fathers. And the quote is, what God has for you is for you. So that is very simple, very straight to the point. What God has for you is for you. What God, if God puts stuff in your life for a reason, because he knows that you can handle it and he knows that you're strong enough to get through it. So with these situations with our fathers, we've been put in these situations because we can handle it and we can use these situations as tools to move on and matriculate throughout our life and be our best selves. Simply put, nothing else to be said. Mm, mm, mm. 
Snaps. Snaps and claps for you, buddy. <laughs> you make me sick. But you know what? Sorry I had to take y'all to church on a Wednesday. But you know, hey, if it's on my spirit to say that, what God has for you is for you. You know, every situation is different. Just embrace what God has for you. You know, if it ain't for you, you'll know. <laughs> if it ain't for you, you'll know. You know, life is all about the rips, the twists and turns and all the obstacles and everything else. It's just what you do with that is what makes you a better person in life. Let the church say. Let the church say amen, amen, amen. 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 Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode the yes. Father Dynamics. Yeah, it's been a joy. Like again, tune in next Wednesday for the next episode. And oh, if yes. you have some recommendations, you know, put that in there because sometimes we run out of stuff. Oh, and okay. we That's right. real. The brainstorm table sometimes get a little empty, okay? Or Give us be something dry. to talk about. Or dry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you got something you want to hear next Wednesday, just, you know, let us know. And then we'll give you a little shout out for inspiring. Uh, shout out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And leave your comments and details and everything below. Okay, on our social media <laughs> handles. Come on, Odd Ones Out 3 on Twitter, the Odd Ones Out Podcast on Instagram, and Odd Ones Out Podcast on Facebook. We're there. Exactly. Follow us, and we'll follow you. Love you, Odd Ones. Love you guys. Peace out. And God what, what did you used to say? Peace, love, and chicken grease? Remember you used to say oh, that? No. <laughs> That's awful. Never again. <laughs> Bring up old stuff. Okay. Hot ones out.